0: you can completely have a successful business in an unconventional way and be an unconventional person. And you don't have to be the way all of the business strategists and gurus and coaches or whatever you've had in your life or your uncle, your dad (laughs) told you you had to be. Welcome to the Soul Sourced Podcast, unconventional business advice for the highly creative, secretly sensitive and wildly ambitious entrepreneur. I'm your host, Christine Kane. Let's do this. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number eight of the Soul Sourced Business podcast. And we're going to do something totally different for this episode. And I know that's completely ridiculous. It's not like I'm, you know, Joe Rogan or Oprah Winfrey. (laughs) I'm on episode eight of my podcast with a handful of listeners. And I'm like, wow, we're really going to change things up today. As if you're really, you know, all established in my big, huge routine here. But what I'm going to do, I'm going to I'm doing I'm doing something different for two reasons here. First is I am heading to Nashville. After I record this, I am literally getting in my car. It's all packed up and I'm heading to Nashville, Tennessee, which is a 5-hour drive from here and I am recording the audio of my book. I managed to keep the audio rights for from my publisher. And so I am doing the audio recording it and heading out. And people are funny about this. They're, they're asking if I'm nervous or whatever. And I don't, I don't feel nervous to record the audio of this book primarily because it's all written. And it's just a matter of sitting down and reading it and staying out of my own way. I know enough about the studio from having been a musician to know what to do and how to how to stay really focused. And I think the big thing is keeping your energy tuned into what you're doing as opposed to just like reading by rote. So that's the first reason I'm doing this is that I'm about to do that. And it's a little bit in honor of that. The second reason I wanted to take on this challenge is because I did a bunch of coaching last week with a Q&A call and I was looking at the questions that came in. And I've looked at i looked at some of the questions that have come in here to the podcast. And what's interesting is not not all of them, but at the basis of some of the questions, there is this kind of ongoing theme of, am I sabotaging my business by being the way I am? <laughs> am I doing this wrong? Am I not set up for this? Am I not cut out for this? And what I can tell you that I loved about when I had to create a book proposal for my book, I I made the conscious decision to go with a publisher and set up a whole proposal. What doing writing a book proposal makes you do is that it makes you step into the shoes of your reader. It makes you have to kind of prove to a publisher that you have a reader out there. And that was not something that a lot of people believed existed. You know, the business books that are out there are a lot about strategy. They're a lot about the left brain. And The Soul-Sourced Entrepreneur, which is the title of my book, is more about the inner game of having a business when you are not necessarily somebody who started a business with a business plan. (laughs) Most of my clients start with an idea. And so therefore, they aren't necessarily kick ass and take names kind of people. And I knew there was an audience that existed for this, but a lot of people have doubted that. And writing the book proposal really tuned me in to who my audience is. And it it continues to be that way. I continue to get questions of these little secret, little snigglies that point to this fear of what if I'm not cut out for this? what am I doing wrong? And I think some of us have been told for so many years that something is wrong with us, that we aren't organized enough, that we're a little too scattered, that we're a little too ADHD or too quick starty or whatever it might be. And so we sort of just plot on and hope to God it all works out. And so this book is really speaking to that person. So that brings me to this morning, before I head out to Nashville, what I thought I would do is that because I'm going to be recording my audiobook and I have never recorded an audiobook, I would kind of, uh, I don't like this the expression kill two birds with one stone because I think it's awful. I don't like killing animals as you've already heard me talk about in our last episode. So we're going to do something. We're going to do two things with one episode is what we're going to do. There's a whole new metaphor we're creating here. And what I'm going to do is address this secret deep feeling of I'm doing something wrong and I'm also going to get a little practice and read a little segment of my book so what i'm going to read you here is i'm going to read you the intro of my book and it's it's all about whether or not you're cut out for business and i'm opening up with a story from my own life when i was a musician pretty early on as a musician and it's it's funny, a lot of people have asked about the process of writing a book. This story was actually it more toward the end of the book. And then I realized this needed to be kind of the focal story because so many people that I meet and so many of the clients we have have dealt with this particular situation in some way or another. And my point of all of this is to say that you can completely have a successful business in an unconventional way and be an unconventional person. And you don't have to be the way all of the business strategists and gurus and coaches or whatever you've had in your life or your uncle, your dad (laughs) told you, you had to be. So this is called on being cut out for business, or why you need this book. And this is the intro section of my book, The Soul Sourced Entrepreneur, which is available at Amazon for pre-sale right now. It won't be out till November, 2020. And depending on when you're listening to this, it is either out or not out. So here we go. It was like getting a winning lottery ticket. I won a contest and the prize was a phone call with a New York Times best-selling author who was a coach, guru, and strategist. We're talking Oprah book club status. I'd get 20 minutes of coaching on anything from my hero, a person whose books I had devoured Happy day. At this time, just three years into my career as a songwriter, I had never talked with a coach. I hardly ever got to talk to anyone about the challenges that came with following my dreams and making a business happen. I figured I had some good stuff going for me. For starters, I was living my passion. This author was a motivational maven all about passion and purpose. She'd love that part, right? But the reality of this living my passion stuff was hard, harder than I'd ever imagined. Writing songs and performing was one thing. Trying to run a business, manage a mailing list, track numbers and money, hire an assistant who didn't show up to my home office stoned, all while learning how to promote myself and my art was a whole other game. I was in new territory constantly. So I wanted what? Encouragement? Strategy? Compassion? I didn't know. At the time, I had no clue what to expect or even what best-selling authors did in these sessions. I dialed in at the appointed hour. The famous author got on the line and informed me first and foremost we had a hard stop time. Another winner was up after me, so we had to move quickly. Then she wanted background. She wanted data. She needed numbers. She asked for my income streams. She wanted to know my three-year plan, my five-year plan, my ten-year plan. I tripped over my words, giving her the basics. I had just released my second CD on my own record label. I'd started to write songs for my third. I was touring all over the country. I had a booking agent. And then I moved on to my numbers, which were simple and not even sort of impressive. i had never heard of income streams, so I skipped that part. And oops, I didn't have a plan. Three, five, ten, or otherwise. I could barely figure out what my next month would look like. After 15 minutes of back and forth, the famed author reached her conclusion. Look, she said, I'm sorry, but your situation isn't sustainable. You need to give this up and go get a job. You've discovered something crucial here. Business is hard, especially the entertainment industry. She went on to tell me it was time to get serious about the rest of my life and be a good steward of my financial future. Then she apologized for having to be the one to deliver the truth. Her final words went like this. Some people just aren't cut out for business, even fewer for the arts. You can be good at other things. Then she moved on to the next lucky winner. I have friends who, in this situation, would have hung up the phone and uttered a clear and cosmic, fuck you, to this author. They would make it their life's mission to prove her wrong, possibly even waiting until the exact pinnacle of their blinding success to write her a lengthy letter Listing the many ways she had failed and concluding with their final flip of the bird assessment that she was a fraud. Then they'd post it all on YouTube. I'm not one of those people. In fact, this single, meager conversation landed me in a cesspool of self doubt. I was left wondering what it even meant to be cut out for business, for the arts, or for anything involving having an idea and going for it. Her opinions haunted me but I didn't ultimately follow the best-selling author's advice. I didn't go get a job. In fact, in the years following that conversation, I went on to release five more CDs and a DVD that won a Telly Award. All of this added up to sell more than 100,000 units, a sizable amount in the indie music arena. I toured with some amazing entertainers and musicians. Two dance companies choreographed ballets to my music, taking me on tour with their troupe. And here's where it gets weirder. Along the way, fans with dreams of turning their ideas and side hustles into real businesses would wait until I'd signed CDs after my shows. Then they'd furtively ask for my advice. They wanted me to tell them how I'd done it. How had I built such a solid business while staying true to my art and myself? How had I dealt with the hard stuff, like rejection and sales and assholes? I shared everything I could in the time it took to pack up my gear. These informal backstage chats turned into weekend retreats, which turned into mentoring. Eventually, I devoted myself to coaching full-time, starting a business that grew into a multi-million dollar company called Uplevel U. And you know what? That best-selling author was 100% right. I wasn't cut out for any of it at least not by the rules of conventional business types like her. In fact, she was just one of many experts I'd meet on my entrepreneurial path who never considered there might be a different set of rules for extraordinary success. Years after my experience with that author, I hired a consultant. He was a whip-smart strategist, a serial entrepreneur, and yes, also an author of a best-selling book. This was long after I'd proven myself in music and a few years into coaching and up-level you. The consultant spent much of the first morning with my operations director, poring over spreadsheets and numbers. After that, he wanted to sit down with me, the owner and founder. Now that he'd seen the metrics, waded through our programs and products, and gotten the background, he wanted to know some things. Namely, he wanted to know my 10-year plan. I don't do 10-year plans, I told him. Before he could counter, I inserted and I don't do 5-year plans either. Next question. He stared at me. He held up our financial statements. He slapped them with the back of his hand, looking me up and down. Then here's what I want to know, he said How did someone like you get so profitable in business? Then, apparently realizing his question was loaded with judgment, he made a weak attempt to smile at me. I smiled back, but the words, someone like you, rang in my ears. I'd heard it enough at that point to know what he meant someone who was not like him or all the other hard-hitting, strategy-driven, left brain, Go get them, break go-get-em, break-the-board, walk-over-coals, fake-it-till-you-make-it, sacrifice-everything-for-the-sale business types. What he meant was someone who used words like intuition and instinct and soul a little too freely, while cringing at words like compete, dominate, crush, and blast. Someone who didn't plow forward on a linear path, focused on a single and self-serving endpoint, and someone who used a clear and perhaps odd set of internal measures to guide next steps every bit as much as the usual external measures of money and numbers. What he meant was how could someone like me, or the thousands of clients up level you attracts become so wildly successful in their businesses? The answer to his question is what this book and my life's work are all about. If you've read this far, chances are you're no stranger to the struggles of starting or having your own business. It looks like this. You try. Hey, you're not lazy. You really want this to work. You've watched all the right TED Talks, done all the best launch programs, copywriting programs, selling from the stage programs. Sure, they've shown you a few things, but you always end up face-to-face with the same old issues and setbacks. So, you settle. There's an endless list of things you tolerate, whether they're the same meager annual income or that one client who makes you want to hurl yourself off a cliff each week or the stress of trying to make it all work on your own, all while wishing there was a way to raise the bar to a level you know you deserve. And you wonder. You wonder if you're really cut out for this. If your siblings or well-meaning friends were right all along when they said you weren't aggressive enough, organized enough, clear enough, or data-driven enough you wonder if you're too tender on the inside and too scattered on the outside or maybe even if you might just have the ever ubiquitous pseudo spiritual diagnosis of bad energy so your question remains is it possible to have a wildly profitable and successful business without adopting character traits that are false phony manipulative or robotically corporate can you succeed while still being you the answer is a resounding Yes, there's a new class of business owner on the rise. I call them soul-sourced entrepreneurs. They understand a key distinction most people miss. It's not just about having the six-figure business. It's about becoming the person who can create and own a six- or even seven-figure business. They want the indescribable feeling of confidence that comes when you cross the six-figure line your way, while knowing you have the power to do it again and again. They want to employ their own reliable, unique set of best practices based as much on intuition and self-awareness as on specific skills and strategies. Most important, they want to trust their choices and actions every day, unfettered by the gnawing feeling of self-doubt. In other words, the what is no longer enough. The soul sourced entrepreneur wants the how Namely, how to navigate and grow a business sourced from a solid and serene place that isn't about the usual round of old school rules and behaviors, which are little more than a sad and dusty collection of memorized delusions at this point. That's exactly how I and thousands of my clients did it. And I'm going to teach you everything I know. How is this book different? Well, for one thing, I'm not going to tell you to change your style, your instincts, your sensitivity level, or your emotions. I'm going to assume you've already read stacks of books on business and mindset and have exhausted yourself to trying to follow behavioral... Uh. (laughs) I'm going to leave that in just so you know. (laughs) It's hard to read your own book. (laughs) Back up. (laughs) I'm going to assume you've already read stacks of books on business and mindset and have exhausted yourself trying to follow behavioral prescriptions that didn't work. Second, this is not a law of attraction manual where I tell you to be more positive so you can get more goodies. Frankly, the waters of having a business are often murky and rough. The stakes are high and pressure is everywhere. Adding the mandate of perpetual positivity is ludicrous and often disastrous. I happen to know you're fine, even with your doubts, even with your anxieties and all the other shit you secretly judge yourself for doing or not doing, being or not being, or not measuring up to. Third, this book is not a magic pill. Despite what all the cool internet marketer kids say, there's no one-size-fits-all email template that's going to fill your shopping cart with bags of money while you're out surfing or getting laid. What we'll do together, however, is better than that. We will build a source of unfathomable strength by following a simple framework that grants you access to a deep level of internal power. When my clients sign up for our up-level masterminds, they're required to check a box that says, I'm in. It's a commitment and a promise to others in the group, to their coaches, and to themselves. As an acronym, I'm in also holds the framework of this book. It's the process for c- becoming a soul-sourced entrepreneur and gaining the keys to mastering your business, your energy, and your dreams. I for initiating intention tosses out the old school goal setting models and shows you how to use your life as the force that shapes your intentions. It replaces outward aggressive grabby goals with an internal model for intention based in wisdom and clarity. Here you'll uncover the traps that keep you confused and overwhelmed while tuning into a level of purpose and direction you've never before explored. M is for managing power and it's a call to examine your own behavioral patterns for clues to what's been holding you back. Here you learn to amplify your awareness and clean up the spaces and distractions draining your energy and power. I... And this is the second I, by the way, this is all laid out kind of in bold, and I'm walking through the sections of the book. i so I'm, I'm walking through the acronym of, of, of I'm in, and this is the second I, and it's for interpreting experiences. And this is a deep dive into the higher meaning only you can bring to the circumstances arising in your business. Many entrepreneurs live by default, running into the same walls and telling the same emotionally charged stories. Here's where you ditch that cycle and discover how to find the opportunities hidden within the challenges while training yourself to access a soul-source level of strength. An N is for navigating decisions, and this is where we jettison the word should once and for all and break free from fear-based decision-making. We also test the most insidious assumptions and thought patterns that corrupt our otherwise powerful and intuitive processes. You'll learn to make intention-based decisions that free you from the fears and confines of past mistakes so you can lead your business with profound clarity. Some will dismiss what I teach as too woo, too soft, or maybe even too simplistic. I expect that. But consider that year after year of listening to the admonishments of those old-school business drones has likely left you mistrusting yourself, the world, and your own power that's a horrible place to spend your time. Instead, hang out with me for a bit and tune into an intuitive, soul-sourced business that gives you the permission you've been waiting for to release the manipulative, inauthentic, and just plain hard things you've lugged around for too long. You're about to enter a world that's more powerful than five easy steps and more motivating than boring best practices. It's a world you're cut out for, my friend. More importantly, it's cut out for you, your soul, and the dreamlike levels of success you know are possible. And that's it. That's my introduction to my book. I did it. I read it. And now I am going to go finish packing up my car and drive to Nashville. The irony of which is that I booked this in Nashville because I didn't want to go to New York City because it was the hotbed of COVID. And as I go head off, Nashville has turned out to be a new hotbed of COVID. So I am all packed up. I brought all my own groceries. I'm staying at an Airbnb two blocks from the recording studio, and all will be well because all will be well. So if you like this introduction and you are ready to... For November 2020 to come along and read The Soul Sourced Entrepreneur, then you guys can go over to Amazon.com and buy a pre order copy of the book. And um, in the meantime, if you like this podcast, we will continue back with our regular programming on our next episode, which will be episode number nine. And you can subscribe to this podcast, you can give it a five star review. And in the meantime, Thank you guys so much for listening and letting me do my dress rehearsal for recording my very first book, and I will see you guys next week. Thanks for being here. times I've wondered